Folks, welcome into a new episode of Degenerate Danger Zone. It is September 5th, Saturday morning, and we are ready for an absolute packed slate of action today. I am Ty B, and I'll be joined by Meerkat. But first, a shout out to our sponsor, Pazda Electric. Give them a call at 716-698-2711. Pazda Electric can help with any residential or commercial electrical project, anything from new house wiring, service upgrades to any service calls. Give them a shout, 698-2711. Let them know Trainwreck Sports sent you. Meerkat, this is a sports better's dream today. We're going to start with the Kentucky Derby, but just the the memories of going into OTB before we could go to the Creek and bet legally in New York State, they just, they, they're just so fond in my heart, and I, I can't wait to get there today. Oh, yeah. Nothing was better than before we had the Creek and, you know, before I had a bookie or anything to really bet with, just waiting for the Kentucky Derby, any of the big races, going down to OTB, waiting in line for a half hour. People are smoking cigarettes next to you, getting up to that machine, you know, just throwing in all your money you've been saving up for months and just printing out 20, 30 tickets ready to roll on some horses. Nothing better, and I can't wait to get back there today. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be running down there in a little bit. I think it's it's going to be a very interesting race because you saw Law draw the 17 spot in the post. I don't think the 17 post spot has ever won the Derby. Um, I believe five and eight are the usual suspects uh, for winning the Derby. They've won it the most. But it's going to be tough for Law to get that win from that spot. But a big favorite right now, he was, you know, around four or five to one or four or four to five. Jeez. Um, but right now he's sitting at about three to five. I think the money's going to come in hard on Tizalaw throughout the day. So just betting him to win isn't the best thing you could do, just taking him against a field of, you know, 18 horses. No, yeah, that 17 post scares me because Tizalaw is a world beater. I mean, obviously the favorite, but just that positioning is not great. And like you said, I don't think there's ever been a Derby winner from the 17 spot there. So the juice is going to be heavy, and money is going to keep coming in on him all day. So, you know, he's fine for your trifectas and such, but to bet him outright, I'm probably going to avoid that. Uh, I'm looking at a little bit of value, though. I like to show today New York traffic. Great name, I know. <laughs> He's a young horse, having five races this year. He had a big win in Florida, and then, you know, third, second, 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 all in derby prep races. And the, my favorite thing about this horse is every single race he's been in, he's increased his buyer speed rating by significant, you know, rates every time, three to five points every race. So this is a horse who is positioning well at the end of races, finishing well, and he's just getting better every race. People are overlooking him a bit, you know, uh, 18 to one to win it. I might throw a little dart on that, but I love him to show today. And, you know, you get the three and a half to one, four to one there for that. So I love uh, New York traffic and what he can bring to the table for some value. Yep. I think New York traffic, someone I'm going to be using in some of my trifectas here. Um, I think I'm going to take Tizla law in the first spot over, 
The three horse enforceable. He's about a 30 to one love. If that hits the board, I like money moves Javier Castellano on him today, a Todd Pletcher horse. He's done very well for Pletcher in the past. Um, also going to use the 12 in Sol Volante. Uh, besides the Belmont Stakes, he's never finished outside the top three. Obviously, a sixth-place finish and a 15-and-three-quarter length loss to Tis the Law in that first one. But I think you're going to see a bounce back here. He's got a promising resume besides that. Um, he keeps up pretty close with everyone, kept up with King Guillermo in the South Tampa Derby um, in March. So like he's, he's shown he can race with these top horses. I think he can get up there. Very good speed figure at 109 at his top. I like that there. Um, and then another horse I'm going to look at is, like you said, New York traffic. He'll throw him in there. And then I'm going to use the 16 uh, – honor ap he's a second favorite there five to one use that more as a just in case if he ends up you know because if we see a big run from that outside it's probably going to be right from tis the law and honor ap if honor ap stays up there you got to worry about that i don't necessarily think he is a huge threat for the win but if he's able to keep up there early on like you're going to have to worry about him there in the trifecta so I'm going to use him just in case and plus he's still at 5 to 1 that won't be bad if he comes in there if you can get one of those other horses there between you know 20 to 30 to 1 I think you can get a lot of good value there so playing that you can get a dollar trifecta you place it $16 I think a lot of value if those underdogs can come in for you there Definitely. And I mean, you see it every year uh, with the underdogs coming in, showing, placing, you know, performing, coming out of nowhere because horses is just one of those things that's harder to cap, you know, outside of, you know, the heavy favorite usually, which is tis the law this year coming in. And uh, I, you know, every year, one thing I like to do is just throw a little five to $10 dart on my favorite name to win of horses and uh i think this year i'm looking at storm the court or mr big news you know 50 to 1 66 to 1 i'm just gonna throw a dart on either of those guys because i like their names right there <laughs> yeah i think you can find some other other money too you got the iroquois the 10th race i think i'm gonna ride with the ride of a lifetime there ridden by florent Giraud. He's very good, very good. And you're going to get him a little bit better than even money at seven to five right now. I think he should be able to get that win. Um, he does very well at this track. He's run well. Um, I, I think you got to look at, you know, it's a, it's a big horse and big jockey name day because you have all the best guys there. Um, so you're going to be looking for some of those names. I think, you know, looking up and down the slate today, there's other money. Um, the eleven, the eleventh race there. Normally, I don't love betting foreign horses coming over into Churchill Downs. I've seen in you know recent years they've sort of struggled, but this is a race that's going to be heavy with foreign horses. So I think you can kind of trust. I think it's going to be the three or the four on this one. So if you're looking, you know, use those possibly in your pick fives, I think that's a good way. But if everything lands out chalky, the pick five and the pick six might not be, be real nice today. I think um, if it's similar to what happened in the Belmont, where it pretty much went all chalk, it only ended up hitting for like, you know, $100, $200. So if you're playing a lot of horses in it, you're not making a lot of money. So that's something to note as well. But we'll get on to some other sports here. 
we have baseball all over today. My first pick, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins. You have Kenta Maeda on the mound today, who's been great for them in his first season there. Um, he's got a 4-1 record, a 2-5-3 ERA, and a 48-7 to strikeout-to-walk ratio. Just absolutely phenomenal. I think he's going to keep that up against the the Tigers here, and they're throwing their young rookie, Tariq Skubal, He's just one and one with a 6.75 ERA, not very good or consistent in his showings thus far. And you just look at some of these long-term trends with the Tigers. They've absolutely struggled on the road, 18 and 44 over their last 62, and three and nine specifically in their last 12 at Minnesota. I think you can back the Twins here. I like them on that run line, minus one and a half, sitting at minus 120. Oh, I love the Twins today. I was actually going to throw together a little one of my juicy money line uh, parlays, and I think I'm going to do the Twins. You know, what you said, Maeda's been awesome this year. I think they're going to wreck the Tigers. Uh, the Yankees money line, Garrett Cole on the mound, I mean, against Aiken and the Orioles, just not my favorite pitcher. I mean, we've been over what Aiken can do, and then – my favorite game of the day with the White Sox money line. So, you know, you can throw those three big juices together and get a little plus money there. Uh, you know, don't go crazy on it because three-team parlay, baseball favorites, especially the Yankees, they'll let you down. But uh, my main play of the day in the MLB is actually going to be in that White Sox-Royals matchup. Giolito on the mound for the White Sox. We've sung his praise on here before. Um, I'm going to go with the Royals team total under three and a half runs for the game. It's at minus 115. I mean, G. Lito has looked incredible. Only 10 earned runs in his last 45 innings pitch. He's been a world beater. Um, in 12 starts against the Royals, he's held them to a 181 batting average overall. And the Royals, you know, 14 runs in their last six games. Their bats haven't been hot going against – maybe the hottest pitcher in baseball. I think they might get blanked today. If G Lito goes, you know, six and a half, seven innings, I think that bullpen can get the rest done for them. I love that Royals under three and a half team total. Yep. I think that's a great play right there. Another game I'm looking at is the Blue Jays in Boston, 7.30 start. You got Chase Anderson on the mound, who's been throwing very well for them. Doesn't have a win yet, but they've been slowly ramping him up. He's getting deeper into these games now. So I think you're going to get a good showing out of him. And going up against Ryan Weber, not a big name, not a guy who's really going to strike fear into your lineup at all. The Jays need to bounce back after dropping the second game of that doubleheader yesterday. They need to keep up with the Yankees. They're tied right there for the second position in the AL East. They can make a run here, and you got to get the wins against these, you know, bottom-dwelling teams while you can. It's going to be the last, you know, two matchups here against the Red Sox for the rest of the season, so get these wins while you can. And let's move on to the NHL. We have one game today, a – is it a 7 o'clock start, I believe? 7.30 start. Islanders, Flyers, Game 7. Islanders are sitting around minus 135 or so with the Flyers about 112, plus 112 at the creek right now. Meerkat, anything on this one? 
you know, I'm not going to go heavy on it, but shout out to our boy Dewey Crocs. I like the Islanders here. You know, they were in absolute control of this series until Philly forced two, you know, straight overtime games the last two games and ended up winning in those games. But, you know, you're coming into the big stage, game seven, and you got a guy like Varlamov in the net. I mean, he's got, I think, 40 playoff starts with a respectable GAA. Um, I think, you know, the Islanders come out today. I don't think it's a high-scoring game, but I do like the Islanders to win this series and close it out today. Yep, I think I'm right there with you. I'm going to go with them. I I just – I think they've been the better team for most of this series. Just the Mm -hmm. Flyers have found a couple, you know, streaks where they get real hot, put a couple goals in quick, and the Islanders have to battle back, and that's not necessarily their game. If the Islanders are able – to score early and put the pressure on the Flyers, I think that's where they feel the most comfortable. I think where that's where Barry Trotz wants them to be. Varlamov didn't look great in Game Six. Hopefully, he bounces back. I almost sort of thought they were going to go with Grice because I, th- I believe it was on a back-to-back. Um, and throughout the season, they've sort of done that, and it worked early on for them in the bubble. But I. I think the Islanders are just going to be able to get it done tonight. Let's hope so for Dewey Crocs. Shout out our boy Cats. But on to the NBA bubble where your Nuggets will be playing at 9-10, taking on the Clippers as nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. And before that, you have Raptors-Celtics game four with Toronto down a game in that series. A huge, huge last-second shot by OG and Obi to keep them in that series. What do you like today in the NBA? Um, that Raptor Celtics game, I mean, that series is crazy. It's just lack of a better term, wonky. Uh, <laughs> I don't like really any play there. I'm leaning the Raptors, but I think I'm going to avoid that game in general. And with my Nuggets, I mean, they look like beat dogs in game one against the Clippers. That was just awful. I know they were beat up from that Jazz series, you know, going seven games. War on them physically, war on them emotionally. And to get rushed into this Clippers series against, you know, just a superstar-filled team there, I mean, they weren't up to it. They got beat down. But I do like them to bounce back today. You know, you're not going to get that bad of a game out of Jokic and Murray back-to-back games. I mean, they're plus nine and a half right now. That's what I'm going to take them at. I don't like them to win at all. It's sad to say. I think you might need all those nine points there at the plus nine and a half. But – I think they do bounce back and look better than they did in game one. I'm going to take their plus nine and a half small, nothing crazy, but I do like that. Yeah. I I think I'm going to stay away from the NBA. I could see the Clippers, you know, really beating up the nuggets again, because you you're kind of hoping they do bounce back. They have a little bit of more time to recover from that other series, but that beating, they just got laid on them again. Like, are you really how much yeah how much are you really bouncing back after that so we'll yeah. see you know what sort of mental fortitude i guess they have and if they're you know if if they're mentally tough enough to really make a run in the playoffs but i think that the clippers are going to have probably at least a decent showing so it's going to be an interesting game for sure but oh, yeah. college football week 1 is officially here you got two games you can bet on at the Creek because of some restrictions with, you know, FCS teams and then New York state teams. So we can't bet the army game, but you have SMU at Texas state at four thirty. SMU minus 24 over under 
just jumped up to 70. Arkansas State at Memphis at 8 p.m. Arkansas State, 18.5-point dogs with a 74 over-under. Meerkat, what are you looking at today? So I know if you're a creek better, you can't hit this game. But if you have other means, which, you know, <laughs> most of us degenerates do, um, I do love Army. I had them written down here 10 minutes ago at minus 3.5. I see right now from Bovada, at least the line has changed to minus 4. Uh, money is pouring in on Army. I think they opened at minus 1. And, you know, the past few days, the lines really shifted. Uh, but I love Army. I mean, this is a late scheduled game, and Army runs that crazy triple option. That's hard to prepare for, you know, especially on short notice. And they're just a good team. They're returning some important guys. They did lose Kelvin Hopkins Jr., who had an incredible career at the quarterback for them. But they're replacing him with a super athletic guy who showed promise running last year and even passing with Christian Anderson, senior guy who's been there. Uh, I hope the team rallies around them. And, you know, this Army team's good. The guys that are returning, I mean, they had a great season last year. They took a team like Michigan when they were ranked in overtime. And so I do like Army today. Get them quick if you can, because if it hits minus five, I'm probably going to stay away from that. That's the max there. But minus four right now, I like Army. Yeah, I'm targeting this Memphis-Arkansas State game. I think it's going to be a very, very fun contest this evening. You have Memphis's All-American Kenneth Gainwell forego this season. He opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. So that's obviously a big hit for them. But a team who's gone on um, a couple 10-plus-win season, 10 win seasons in a row here, they've found some consistency down there. Uh, it is their first year under uh, head coach. Uh, they just added Silverfield, I believe. He just took over. He was a coordinator for a while. Yeah, Ryan Silverfield. He, he's been there. He's helped shape that offense. So he's now just taking a step up into the head coaching position. Um, but you still have your quarterback, Brady White, there, who threw for 4,000 yards last season, 33 touchdowns. I think it's going to be more of the same for that offense. I think they're still going to be able to perform even without Gainwell. Um, Arkansas State has done very well the past few seasons going 36 and 12 since 2014 in the Sun Belt. They've been champions twice in that span. Haven't gone to that Sun Belt championship game the past two years because Louisiana has actually gotten over them in the division, but they've been right there on the, you know, that precipice. They want to sort of make a name for themselves nationally, if you will. And that's a good opportunity for them against a Memphis team who last year went 12 and two. I think the play, though, for this game, even with some strong teams, a real good Memphis offense, is going to be the under because this Memphis defense is actually pretty solid with defensive end Joseph Dorsius and defensive ta nose tackle O'Brien Goodson. These are some guys to look out for on Sundays in the near future. They just added um, coordinator Mike McIntyre for the defense, who is formerly of Ole Miss. He was – head coach at Colorado for a few years where he was once the national coach of the year. This guy has some coaching knowledge and pedigree. He knows what he's doing. I think he's going to get that defense ready. So I think the under 74 is the play. 74 is a huge number. Both these teams are going to probably need to put up at least three to four touchdowns if you want this to go over. So I think the under is a great play for this opening game here at the Liberty Bowl. It's going to be very exciting though. 
Yeah, definitely. I like a lot of unders in college football, you know, these first couple of weeks because these teams, you know, short notice on the season. They weren't sure if they were even going to play. I'm sure practices and all that stuff, you know, were delayed, lots of restrictions. So, but one thing I just love is college football being back. You look at the board, you're seeing over-unders in the mid-70s, up in the 80s sometimes. You got minus 24 spreads. I mean, just absolute chaos on the board every week. I love it. I'm happy it's back. Yep, absolutely. And another sport that continues to provide entertainment every week, the UFC, another fight night here with Alistair Overeem, Augusto Sakai as the main event tonight. You have other fights like Alonzo Menafield, OSP, some interesting younger names on the card as well. What are you liking in this one? I know you got at least one pick for me. Yeah, um, you know, I haven't had a ton of time to look at the board for today. I do like, you know, throwing some crazy UFC bets around. But so far, something that sticks out at me is uh, the Alexander Romanov and the Marcos Delima fight. You know, Romanov's minus 160 favorite there. But I really like Romanov to win inside of the distance. You can get that at like minus 115. More value there than for him to win because I think he does win. 11-0 in his career, wins every fight by TKO or submission. You know, he's got the size on DeLima. He's got the – he's younger than DeLima. He's got the pedigree there. Um, You know, DeLima's last four losses, too, all by submission, something Romanov specializes in. So that's why I really like Romanov to win today flat outright if, you know, you want to throw that plus 160 in another UFC parlay with Ty's pick maybe. But if you want more value out of that, I – think he wins inside the distance if he wins that's how it's going to go down and minus 115 120 get some good value there yeah so I'm looking at a parlay with a little bit of favorite action some juice so I'm getting it to right a little bit over even money at plus 106 the first leg I'm going to go with Brian Kelleher defeating Kevin Natividad I love what Brian Brian Boom Kelleher has he's got some strength in those hands can put put guys to sleep he's a veteran of this game at 135 he's fought some decent competition he hasn't gotten over those bigger names but he's put up decent fights against those guys and Kevin Natividad is in his first UFC fight coming up from LFA not necessarily the most exciting guy he's gone to three decisions in his nine wins and he's been knocked out before I think you know Kelleher being the savvy veteran that he is, he's going to slowly pick this guy off. What cardio does Natividad have? Like when you're finally stepping into the UFC ring and it's going to be against a legitimate veteran, you're not, you know, just cutting your jib against, you know, some other young guy trying to make his come up in the UFC. This is a legitimate fight for him. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the jump up and difficulty. So I'm going with Kelleher. And then my other pick is this OSP, um, Alonzo Menafield fight not going the distance. Only one one of Menafield's fights have gone the distance, and that is his last fight in which he lost a decision in three rounds. He's a a guy who's 32, but still looking to make a name for himself in the UFC. He came up from the contender series after an eight-second knockout. Obviously, he can do some crazy things out there. He's got some power in those hands. OSP is another guy who's a veteran. He's been around, but he's shown he's still got some power left in those hands. And you know, some of these 
guys who've been in a lot of fights, they can be caught kind of easily, get out on their feet, and Menafield has that power to put them away quickly if he gets caught. So I like that parlay there, plus 106. If you want to throw in, you know, Meerkat's pick too, I mean, you're just making it a little juicier. There's nothing wrong with some free money. Oh, yeah, who doesn't love some more juice, huh? You know, I'm always looking for the value. <laughs> yep, exactly. I – I didn't even look at tennis today because there's so much stuff going on. I've been researching horses all morning. I'm going to keep researching the rest of the day. I'll probably have a couple more plays on that before we get off to that race. So, you know, stay paying attention to Degenerate Zone on Twitter. Meerkat, anything else from you today? I know there's a ton of excitement for everything going on. Man, I'm just happy we have sports all day, horse races, I mean, fights. NCAA football being back just makes me so happy because I was so sure the season wasn't going to happen. So that being in full swing, kicking things up, I love it. And, you know, I don't have any big tennis plays today, but I think Djokovic, my future is down to minus 180 right now. Still, if you want to take some juice, still hit that. I, he's not losing this. He's looked incredible. The field has looked shaky all around. Mm-hmm. I, I This is Miami Heat level lock, Lemire lock right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and Shout speaking, out my Heat, by the way. Shout out. Oh, yeah, God. shout out the Heat. It looks like they're going to take that series. What was the series price? It was like plus 300 or so? 380. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and, you know, I just – the Bucks are frauds. I've said it over and over again. Absolute frauds. Yep, sounds like hot frauds for sure. But hopefully everyone can get out there and get some free money today. Go hammer the creek. Go hammer OTB. Shout out to OTB. Just because we can bet on our phones now doesn't mean we can't support our local OTBs, keep them running, keep them around because 100%. I know that they want to eventually put betting kiosks in those as well for all sports. So if we keep them alive, they can do that and then we can bet all over the place and get our money right away, not have to do it all over the phone. You can actually get the cash and whatnot and cash some tickets, which is always a very good feeling going and getting the money handed right to you. But that'll do it for Ty B and Meerkat today for DDZ. Make sure you give Pazza Electric a call for any electrical help you need. 716-698-2711. Get out there. Have some drinks. Enjoy the sports. Good night now.